Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, only about 13 minutes, but every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong and grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We're thankful to be able to spread God's word through the medium of the internet and by means of these podcasts and help people who want to learn more be able to do that through these podcast Bible studies. We're thankful you're there. Now, we encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody come to God, even get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're coming toward the end, but not quite there yet, of this particular section of our study on heart problems. You know, heart problems. Again, if you haven't been with us, we're not talking about that organ or that muscle within our chest that pumps blood through our circulatory system all through our body every day, all day long, and as long as we live physically upon this earth. We're talking about something much more profound. We're talking about when people say, I believe with all of my heart, or I, I just know in my heart. Well, they're not talking about that, that muscle pumping blood through their circulatory system. They're talking about their mindset, their understanding, their conscience, their morality, their soul. That's really what we're talking about when we're talking about problems of the heart. Well, we've covered a number of these through this particular series of studies. We've talked about heart problems along the line of hatred, laziness, gossip, worry. And in this particular part of our study, we're talking about unforgiveness. Why do some people find it, in their mind at least, in their emotional makeup, impossible for them to forgive somebody who has wronged them in some way. Now, certainly, I think we can understand that this is probably quite a challenge for married couples who break up. They go through divorce, and a lot of times that divorce process and the process that has led them to that point of deciding to get a divorce, either on the part of one spouse or the other, very troubling times, very difficult, you know, a lot of confrontations, maybe even physical violence in some cases. And so they have a hard time in many times, you know, one person or the other, or maybe both of them, not hating each other. Well, we've talked about hatred as being a heart problem and one that'll keep us out of heaven. We have to let go of hatred. But related to that then is this problem of unforgiveness. Somebody says, I can't forgive that person, or I will never forgive that person. Well, really? You'll never forgive that person? Do you want God to forgive you? Well, sure, God forgives. But again, we read scripture text after scripture text after scripture text after scripture text that teaches us in God's word that if we want God to forgive us, we have to be willing to forgive others who have sinned against us. Now, you need to understand that, and you need to digest that, because that is truth in God's Word. It is communicated over and over and over and over again. You need to take that to heart, and you need to 
You need to put that into practice in your life. You have to let go of hatred. You have to, you have to let go of that, that mindset that says, I will not, I cannot forgive that person. The devil's behind that problem of your heart. He does not want you to forgive that person if that's going to be enough to keep you out of heaven for all of eternity. He wants your soul's destruction. Now, we've talked a lot about this particular, this particular subject. And again, we're, we're emphasizing that forgiveness, it's not an option. It's not a good idea. It's not something to think about. It's, it's a command from God, a command from God. And so when Jesus was teaching the apostles to pray, he said, as part of that model prayer, if we could think of it that way, part of that was in verse 4 of Luke chapter 11, he said, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. Now, in Matthew's account of this prayer, the wording is a little bit different, but the sense is, is exactly the same. And so in Matthew 6 and verse 12, we read, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And then when you drop down to verses 14 and 15, Jesus went on and said, for if you forgive men their trespasses, notice that big word, that qualifier, if, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Pretty pointed, isn't it? You say, well, I can't forgive. You better figure out how to forgive. You need to drop on your knees and ask for God's strength and guidance and wisdom. Help, you need to ask God to help you to soften your heart because if you're not willing to forgive others, don't expect God to be willing to forgive you. And sin, what's the consequence? What's the wages of sin? that Paul brings out in Romans 6 and verse 23, death. And you say, well, that person sinned against me. If you are refusing to forgive someone, then that's sin on your part. And so you could be looking at eternal condemnation in hell because you are sinning and refusing to forgive somebody of having sinned against you when they're seeking that forgiveness. So we are to forgive just as we have been forgiven, especially as Christians. You know, that old, that old saying, you know, somebody has, has modified in their mind the golden rule that says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. They say, yeah, do unto others and do it unto others before they do it to you and do it really good so they can't do it to you. Things along that line, modifications. Well, somebody chuckles a little bit at that, but that's the way really kind of at least partially the mindset of a lot of people. But we're supposed to be, as Christians, we're supposed to be the example of godliness, of righteousness, of love, to the world around us. We're not to live by their standards. We are to be the standard for our society and our culture. We're not to conform 
to the worldly way of thinking and acting. But the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter, uh, chapter 12 that we are to be transformed as Christians, as we become Christians. We're not supposed to remain like the world. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to set the standard. We're supposed to be the example for the world. And we're talking about Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Just by our example, our Christian lifestyle in the face of such ungodliness, such wickedness, such evil in our world right now, and particularly in our country right now. Our culture has become a culture of wickedness and evil to a great extent, but just by our example of godly living, we can help influence people to change their lives, to come to God through Jesus Christ. Now, repentance, repentance is prerequisite for forgiveness. It's not just being sorry. Somebody said, you know, yeah, I, I, I repented. I was really sorry. A whole lot of people are sorry about their sins, and then they just keep on sinning those same sins. I've used the illustration many times about a husband who beats his wife. And then later he calms down and he apologizes, maybe even with tears in his eyes, says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But then his emotions get run wild again. Sometime a few days later, he beats her again. You see, repentance means a change of mind that includes a change of behavior. So just being sorry is not real repentance. In fact, the Apostle Paul talked about that in his second letter to the Corinthians. He talked about, you know, how sorrow of the world leads to death, but, but godly sorrow leads to repentance. I changed my life. I've made up my mind. I'm not going to do that anymore. And if I do, <clears throat> I'm going to try again to, to walk away from that. I'm, I'm going to be determined that I'm, I'm going to not be involved in that kind of sinful behavior again, whatever the sin might be. Godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, but the sorrow of the world produces death. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. Now again, a person can be sorry without repenting. You need to let go of that mindset, that attitude of unforgiveness towards somebody who has wronged you. And I understand it can have been a terrible wrong that they committed against you. Terrible sin, even violent but you, you cannot risk your soul's salvation by refusing to, re, to, to forgive that person if they seek your forgiveness. God wants to forgive even that person who did that wrong to you. Now, wouldn't it be a shame? Wouldn't it be a tragedy if, if you just had in your mind... I can't forgive that person. I won't forgive that person. What they did to me, he or she or whatever it was. But they end up repenting. They end up turning to God 
becoming a Christian, being baptized into Christ for the remission of their sins, and God forgives them, wipes those sins clean, and they end up in heaven, and you end up in hell because you would not forgive them. What a tragedy that would be. You need to think about that. You need to swish that around in your head. Don't put your soul in jeopardy by refusing to forgive where you should forgive because you want God's forgiveness. We're going to finish our study next time. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you for being so gracious, so merciful to us. Thank you for being willing to for and eager to forgive us of the most grievous sins in our lives. Help us to learn by your example and your love for us and your grace and mercy to exhibit that as much as we can to others. Never being able to be as gracious and merciful and righteous as you because we're human, but to be able to let go of our anger, our bitterness, our unforgiveness, and forgive others who have sinned against us. Help us in this, Father. Help us to cleanse our hearts. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.